Hi, hello. It is Josh Bow, one of the many editors over at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Mavericks lose at home again to the Utah Jazz 123-119. The Mavericks have lost four out of their last five home games now. And really... Well, before we start all that, it's just going to be me tonight before, before I get into it because I got kind of a lot of things to say about this game. Uh, but before we get into it, it's just me tonight. Uh, we've none of our staff, you know, our staffers are busy. Uh, we've got some guys on the recap tonight, and Kirk, our fearless podcasting leader, is, has a fever, so he certainly has earned the night off. So it is just me tonight, and thank goodness Kirk uh, turned this game off. I think he turned it off a little bit before halftime, and thank goodness he did not watch all the way through because his blood, his body temperature would have just continued to rise uh, watching the rest of this Mavs game. So it's 123-119. It's a four-point loss for the Mavericks in a game that really felt nothing like it except for a few handful of moments, uh, some in the third quarter and, and toward down the stretch in the fourth. Otherwise, the Mavericks got their ass kicked. Uh, plain and simple they were horrible defensively for most of the night and they really offered no resistance I probably sound like a broken record now but the Mavericks defense is at the point now where we can't even talk about schemes and rotations and we're just talking about just guys getting beat off the dribble one-on-one and I know the Mavericks pick and roll defense is something a lot of people like to talk about and we talk about it in terms of hey they're are they being a little too conservative? You know, should they trap more? You know, all of that, there's stuff to dis- discuss there, but that doesn't matter if you're just getting beat one-on-one off the dribble with no action, which is what happened to the Mavs a lot tonight. And if you can't stay in front of your man consistently, you're going to give up a lot of points. Like you're not going to get any stops. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, what your rotations are. It doesn't matter how you want to guard the pick and roll. If you just cannot simply stay in front of your man, you're going to have a bad time on the defensive end. Utah scored 20 points in the paint in the first quarter, 20 of their first 27 points uh, in the first quarter were all in the paint. And it was a layup drill. Um, There was one particularly egregious play uh, in the pick and roll where, where Kristaps was caught in no man's land and Rudy, Bar- Rudy Gobert got an easy uh, alley-oop dunk in the pick and roll. And it was just one of those things where, you know, Kristaps didn't really show on the guard and he also didn't really hang tight and cover Gobert. So it was just, it would look like a, a, a practice drill. It was, it was that easy. Um, Utah finishes the game. They finished the game and consider that they slumped a little bit in the fourth quarter as the Mavericks kind of showed some life and made it come back. They still finished the game 59% from the field, 42.9% from three. Um, just, it's just like laughable defense from the Mavericks right now. And it's exasperated by the fact that Utah is in their, was came into tonight playing their third game in four nights. To be fair, as were the Mavericks, this was also their third game in four nights. The difference is Utah was playing on the second night of a back-to-back, and the Mavericks had a Sunday off, and Kristaps did not play on Saturday. So in terms of you know where these teams were, you, know, you would expect, if you had to make a prediction, you would think Utah would be the one that started off sluggishly, and that was far from the case. Utah wins the first quarter 32-24, to and really 
didn't feel challenged until the Mavericks woke up in the second half. Um, I'm glad the Mavericks showed something in the second half because it was going to be ridiculous if they kind of just kept performing the way that they were, especially when you consider the Memphis game and the Phoenix game or home games that this team has played within the last couple of weeks. Um, so you're like, does this, can this team show a little bit of a backbone here? And and they did to their credit, but I'm at the point where I, there's not really a moral victory in a game like this because of how befuddled the Mavericks looked for almost 75% of the game. I mean, really outside of a stretch, you know, from the start of the third quarter to, you know, about halfway through, uh, and then from, you know, six minutes in the fourth quarter to the end of the game, that was it. That was all, that was the only parts of the game where the Mavericks were any sort of competitive uh, against the Jazz. It was just, it was just really bad. Um, and you look at the box score, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a great night, his best, well, great night offensively. He had his best scoring night, 33 points on 18 shots. He was just, he was awful defensively, as most Mavs were. He didn't really do much on that end. Um, the thing that really stood out was just the perimeter defense of the Mavs, just not being able to contain or stay in front of their guys. And this is everyone. This is Hardaway Jr. This is Dorian Finney-Smith. This is Jalen Brunson, even DeLon Wright, uh, Seth Curry, too. Just none of the Mavericks guards or perimeter players could do anything to keep Utah out of the paint. And... You know, Maxi Kleba had one of his worst games of the year, minus 31 in 23 minutes. He was horrible. Uh, he was just invisible, just not making plays, not hitting shots, uh, you know, just not even making an impact on the defensive end, which is really where the Mavericks need him the most. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein played five minutes. I thought that was interesting because he looked a little lively in his five minutes. But that's that's not something – I don't know if I really want to get into, like, rotations, like uh, lineup stuff. You know, uh, Rick actually did some things that I think he needed to do with the lineup and, and, and the rotation. You know, Justin Jackson and Ryan Brokoff did not get off the bench tonight, which is the way to go. Like, those – the Mavericks are desperate for some wing help, and those two guys have given them nothing in the last three weeks. Uh, so it was good to see him do that. He gave Courtney Lee a little bit of a, a more tr- more chance, more burn, 16 minutes, but you know Lee missed one shot, and you know the, Ma- the Mavericks defense wasn't great. He showed a little bit more. There was a little bit more there with Lee in terms of the defensive intensity and effort, but it just wasn't there. Um, and then to add an insult to injury, literally, you know, DeLon Wright sprains his ankle, uh, I believe, in the third or fourth quarter, just sometime in the second half. He didn't return. It looked bad. You know, he had to be kind of helped off the floor. He did, I think. He limped off the court and then in the in the tunnel to get back to the locker room. He was putting weight on his ankle, so that's good to see. But, you know, this is just a game that's kind of emblematic of the Mavericks' recent slide that they've been on, really, that started when Luka first got hurt in late December. And it's just such a shame that this exciting and promising season, which is still exciting and promising because the Mavericks, you know, barring historic collapse, are going to make the playoffs, and that's just a fantastic result when you consider where they were at the end of last season and where the roster was. Um, You know, so uh, there's still things to celebrate, but... When you consider where this team was right before Luca sprained his ankle the first time, I believe they were seventeen and six or seventeen and seven, and the, they had just figured out their starting lineup with Powell and Hardaway Jr. and Dorian Finney-Smith next to Luca and KP, and that lineup was just running teams off the floor, and they're seemingly coming together at the right time after kind of 
Mexican matching rotations at the beginning of the year, and it just it felt like they're hitting their stride. And you know, they didn't really get that my, many games in before Luca goes down, and he misses you know six games, and then Luca comes back for a couple, and then Kristaps misses ten games, and in in there, you know, Dwight gets hurt and. It's not just that he hurts his ankle. He blows out his Achilles. He's out for the season. He might not be back till next year, 2021. Um, and that's killer. And now DeLon Wright with an ankle sprain. And it's just really disheartening to see all these things that are kind of outside of the Mavericks' control. You know, Luka is stepping on guys' feet. Chris uh, Stops kind of banged someone's knee, I think, you know, that, that preceded him being out, you know. These are somewhat fluky injuries. You know, Powell blowing out his ACL is, you know, you can never expect something like that. And it's just a shame that all these fluky kind of occurrences are happening and kind of putting a damper on on the season right now. It just doesn't feel like there's a lot of excitement. Um, you know, they've, they've lost four of their last five home games. And, you know, now I got to pivot to the home game thing because, good Lord, man, I mean – uh, it's it's a chicken or the egg scenario. Is is it, is it the crowd not being amped up to give the Mavs the energy they need to start the games, or is it the Mavericks aren't giving that home crowd anything to cheer about? I I drift toward the latter, uh, even though I you know there are questions about the Mavericks. You know, crowds for sure they can be a little quiet sometimes. But I mean, man, what are the Mavericks giving this team to root for over the last month or so when they play at home? It's just. And it's bad getting off to bad starts, getting down by double digits early. Like, it's not just that the Mavericks are like coming out and you know losing first quarters by a few points and going into halftime tied or down. Like, you know, going into halftime tonight, you know, down nineteen or twenty. You know, getting their blow the doors blown off of you against Phoenix, coming out of halftime against Memphis and getting absolutely drilled in like five minute span where it went from a fairly competitive game to a laugher. Like. It's hard to blame the fans when there's just not a lot there. And I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, the home and road record, but there's just a weird vibe and energy around the Mavs right now at home. And it just, it almost, this is bad, but it feels like a preseason game when they play at home. Like there's just, there's just something missing in terms of intensity and execution. It's just, a lot. It just feels like a little bit too much sleepwalking, a little bit too much. Hey, we got this. Let's just do our thing, and, and we'll win the game. And and maybe it's it's the fact that they kind of get a bad draw at home when you consider they played the Clippers, they played the Jazz uh, in the last month or so. That those are good teams. They played Oklahoma City, played Philadelphia, who they beat. You know, they played Denver, but I mean, you know, losing to Phoenix, losing to Memphis. You know, Memphis is solid now, but you know, when you consider you know a western conference contender uh so yeah i don't know um i don't know really what else to say about this game i think i might once i'm done recording this i think i might try to write about the defense and pull some gifts and and just kind of bear my frustration on the keyboard a little bit there because i'm just i'm almost at a loss for words with this team uh right now and i'm just not sure what it is you know they're gonna be fine luca's gonna come back but Man, Luca coming back ain't going to do anything about this defense. So uh, hopefully they are ready to start outscoring some teams because they just can't get stops. They can't keep they can't keep guards out of the paint. Um, they can't get rebounds. You know they are out rebounded. And what was it? 22, 45 to twenty six. They are out rebounded. Kristaps uh, only had five. 
man, Maxi, Maxi had two. Like that's that's tough. Um, but I oh one more thing I want to I want to talk about before before we get going. The transition defense, man. I don't know what else I got to say, but how many times do the Mavericks score a basket and then the ensuing possession down the floor, there's some sort of mismatch where like a Mavs smalls on a opponent big and the Mavericks give up like an easy bucket. And it's like, how are you getting beat down the floor after a made basket? Like the transition defense is just out of control. And I think it kind of goes back to the defense in general, there's just not a lot of communication and there's just not a lot of good defensive players on the floor to begin with. And really for the Mavericks to be an average or solid defensive team, you know, they kind of all five guys on the floor have to kind of buy in together and, you know, really be on the same page, play on a string, all the, you know, all that, all that cliche stuff, but it really matters. Like they just, they can't, they don't have the individual talent on the defensive end to kind of loaf or, or waste possessions or, or lose focus or, you know, not be in the right spot at the right time. Like there's just a domino effect that when one player screws up a defensive possession, you know, the, the cascade from there is that you're now asking a lot of other not so great defenders to pick up the slack. And that's just not going to happen. It's like a dominoes are falling. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Mavericks can clean it up. Hopefully Luca coming back, you know, obviously that's not going to really impact the defense too much, but maybe if they can get some more, they can get some more uh, scores. It'll the force teams in the half court a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see. But I think I'm going to get out of here. I don't I don't really have much else to say. I was just really disappointed with this game uh, in general. Just before I leave, I just really wanted to emphasize that. Um, I know it's a four points deficit, but uh, the Mavericks got run off the court a couple of times, and then the first half, and then even when they got it close in the third quarter, they kind of ended the third quarter on a crappy run. So, yeah, it's just hard for me to find moral victories in a game like this where it's kind of mounting up uh, the things that we have issues with the Mavs right now. So that's going to do it for me. Sorry for the bummer of a podcast, but it's it was a bummer of a game, man. So, you know, this is Josh Bowe. Uh, no Kirk again tonight. Uh, hopefully Kirk will be feeling up to it and rested and he will join me. Wednesday, this is the, the last game before the All-Star break, another home game. If they lose Wednesday night against Sacramento, they'll be under 500 at home headed into the All-Star game. And that's – they can't – they just can't do that. So we'll be here. We'll be back talking to you guys Wednesday night after the Sacramento game. So, again, this is Josh Bowe for Mavs Moneyball, and we will talk to you Wednesday night.